bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kind of so safe they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this Tyler Perry movie got AIDS spoiled movie reviews hey welcome back to another episode of spoiled movie reviews i'm your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and karen i've never heard K- of her K- karen k-a-r-e-n oh, okay. karen okay that's sorry right. i thought you tried to remix your name a little bit <laughs> add some extra syllables in there uh but yeah you know what we do we review movies and today's no exception of course we uh talk about uh trailers okay so we'll talk about that we'll review the movie we'll say what we like what we didn't like score from zero to five and then we got one comment on our review of sisu um thank you for the person who already left a comment on that mm-hmm. um and uh yeah but if you know with no further ado we did go to the movies we went to the theater and we saw some movie trailers um let's get into them the first one was white bird which is a movie from the same person that like wrote the book for wonder i think is the name of the movie uh it appears to be a movie about like a woman who's like a grandmom now or something teaching her grandchild not to pick on people by telling a story from her youth about how she was jewish and this uh disabled uh classmate of hers basically saved her during you know the nazi Mm -hmm. occupation of wherever city she was in and uh so it looks kind of like a holocaust thing i guess it's timely considering you know all the anti-semitism and stuff Uh, only thing i'll say is i feel like i saw this trailer a long 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 time ago we did it looks familiar yeah we did but the movie just had didn't i don't know and we're not trying to find i think we may have been saw this pre-covid yeah like it's been a yeah. while like and we seen it like a long time ago and then nothing i thought it may have already been out or something by now yeah it's called white bird uh helen Mirren stars in it gillian gillian anderson and then a bunch of people i don't really know like that uh also kind of one of those period pieces where you're not gonna have any black people in it um but just because of the time and the location but uh yeah karen thoughts i won't be going to see that but i do think it's timely okay yeah oh i'm looking at it right now trivia lionsgate delayed to august 25 2023 due to underperform with fall 2021 box office so yeah we were right it's been a couple years Mm -hmm. it was like covid a pre-covid or something like that yeah because i was like "Mm, so maybe they thought oh if we just release it after quote unquote the pandemic will um will get an audience i I don't know if there's a huge audience for movies like this anymore in the first place not just not uh, in masses you're gonna have some people that's gonna be drawn to it because of what it is but but i just mean like like these type of films with uh they're not tentpole films they're not big budget summer movies and shit so i just don't know that 
it i don't know that you could you could chalk it up to the pandemic and be like well if it wasn't a pandemic i think the pandemic changed people's habits and a lot of people won't leave the house for something that's not like costumes and superheroes or big budgets agreed and and uh the 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 whole landscape has changed and uh like we said before people have invested into home theater a lot more than they did before and you're gonna have to actually have something worth drawing people out of the house you know i know a lot of you know movie snobs feel a certain way about that but it makes sense and covid is still out there so you have some people who have not been to the movies since covid and they're not planning on going back unless it's something that really draws them i honestly think the whole covid is still out there thing is is overplayed i think people bring up covid on things they don't want to do true i've i've like i remember i was on the care hunter show and i told her that we go to the movies on thursdays and all that stuff and she was like oh i can't go to no theater i don't know how y'all do that you know it's covid out here i said okay cool then she's like yeah i got a live show coming up in chicago sold out and you're like yeah i think people bring up covid for stuff like this when they don't want to do it agree um but yeah i I mean i just don't think there's an audience for these kind of movies in general Mm -mm. it wasn't a big audience pre-covid yeah trolls band together we talked about this trailer before i'm not a trolls person me they didn't see the first one elemental same trailer yep the flash a new newest trailer but i'm already in it right it don't it looks matter. great right uh, ruby gilman teenage kraken same trailer mm-hmm. uh tmnt mutant May- mayhem got a new trailer i was already in on this too though uh same uh transformers rise of the beast uh it was a flash it was like 15 seconds <laughs> yes i'm into this though because yeah. i think the movie comes out i want to say next week and at this point it, i don't think you need a three-minute trailer mm. give us that 15 seconds to let us know what's coming yep and then the last one was gran turismo but it had like a mini featurette that was a couple of minutes which was weird with the like actual driver that the story is based on mm-hmm. the actor the director the like it just it was like a like please come see our movie guys please it's based yeah. off a real heartfelt story yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah i think they like we actually don't know how this movie's gonna do so we're gonna try to beg people to come and see it yeah i just think also like there i think after mario brothers made all that money as a video game movie there's an expectation that this would be based off of like this is different than that like this there's no story here that is based in that video game world so it's i think they just want to be like we're making a real movie that is loosely tied to the gran turismo video game but but it's really not about that and i think they're spending a lot of time explaining that but i'm just like even if you explain it i don't know that people want to want to get with that right uh i could see if it was like hey we're taking real life people and put them in a gran turismo world that's different right but you actually going is gran turismo we're going to take you out of the video game which is what you're actually promoting is the video game and put you in the real world and people go well i can watch a racing movie like what right. the fuck is this um and so i believe that was all the trailers um a little it was only eight which is still um you know that's i think normally it's about nine or ten yeah, mm-hmm. but uh that last one felt like two trailers in one it did it was because it was longer yeah all right let's get into this movie spider-man across the spider-verse 
um miles morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protection is very protecting its very existence when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat miles must redefine what it means to be a hero directed by joaquin dos santos kemp powers justin k thompson written by phil lord christopher miller david callahan um and uh stars shameek moore uh Haley steinfeld uh oscar isaac as oh oscar isaac was miguel yeah i didn't realize that mm-hmm. jake johnson isa ray brian tyree henry uh luna oh, Brian tyree henry well he was in the first one as, as okay. miles dad so ah, okay, okay he's just okay. reprising his role there um but yeah uh like uh daniel kaluuya uh was in here um jason schwartzman um amanda stenberg uh so yeah a lot of big big cast big cast of big names um let's go ahead and start with going on a list of things we liked karen i'll let you go first it was funny like mm-hmm. i did not this movie was actually funnier than the first one mm-hmm. it's like they hit a lot of comedy beats that i was not expecting and a lot of jokes that were almost this is what spider-man is about like a lot of fly-by jokes like something be happening in the background and somebody make a comment and then they just zoom on past and you'll be like busting out laughing uh while there's probably other jokes happening in the background uh it was uh in, in addition to the funny it was uh the action was funny too like a lot of the action bits were also funny you know uh it was very creative with a lot of the funniness in it and it would be serious moments but somebody would always crack a joke which actually made it funnier and actually to me made it move by really really fast the funniness was there and it was a lot of laughing i had a ball yeah it was a lot of slapstick uh type of comedy uh physical comedy you know um stuff like that so yeah i agree um very funny uh the first fight with the spot just had me cracking up yes uh miles is just so funny um and yeah there were jokes at a mile a minute uh i'll say for my first one it was colorful mm-hmm. oh my god the colors just popped off the screen i love miles's new costume but also just the mixed media that they used for all the different spider-man and all the multiverses and i love how when you go to different um like multiverse uh, locations it's like a completely different art style you know yes. like oh here's a 1950s comic book style here's a lego okay. world lego world video game world and you know the references and stuff if you picked up on all that stuff i mean i can't wait to watch like new rock stars about the easter eggs Ooh, it was a lot of because it's so many there's no way you caught up on it i guess which is kind of could be a good or bad thing but the colors the art style the vibrancy of the action um it just it just popped in a way that really makes it feel like a comic book come to life a cartoon come to life mm-hmm. and 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 in a world where you can actually break the fourth wall but also just have fun with like it's it's one of the few movies that it treats the audience like hey you bought in already mm-hmm. like we're not gonna sit around and explain a lot to you and if you don't get it that's fine 
then i guess it wasn't for you but with all the shit you done watched with marvel movies and stuff at this point you kind of understand what a multiverse is you under, mm-hmm. you you've been you've watched enough movies you understand this concept you watched the first one probably you get this we're just jumping deep two feet yeah, in and if you jumped in on this one that's on you yeah and i and i love that i Me love that the too. film didn't slow down to explain a bunch of shit it just was like figure it out you get it and not in a mean way but just kind of in a like hey we're we're here for the fun go along with the ride you know take a couple take some acid and just sit down and enjoy yourself yeah and to piggyback on what you were saying i loved uh the intro uh and and this is another addition to mine Mm. i love the intro uh where they actually recap they almost recap twice because but they did a beautiful way of recapping they basically recap Gwen's and tell you like literally what happened and you know when she was gone and things like that and then they recap uh miles and in, in, in its own way but it flowed so well that even if you did not watch the first one you literally could watch this one and not watch the first one and i don't know i don't know that i agree that you could not watch the first one and get it to be honest because like i said i i think yeah i actually think i disagree because i felt like the film treated you like you saw the first one because there's moments in those flashbacks those moments in those flashbacks where they don't tell you like this is what happened with miles in the last time and then he did this it's like if you saw the first one they show you an iconic like two seconds from the first one and you're like yep that's right his dad uh, did did this oh his uncle aaron died okay this like you just remember it because you saw it and i actually like that i didn't feel like i feel like a lesser film would have been like and that's when miles uncle aaron who also was the prowler died because he was you know mm-hmm. uh, he was a good person but he still was just and like stressed and limp for the movie yeah they right. just was like nah you you get it you know um uh but go ahead i'm sorry anything another positive or oh yes another positive that i liked about it and it's almost opposite of what you said but it's a good thing it was dark too yes mm-hmm. we're bright and colorful but it was also really really dark uh as far as uh talking about the spider-man talking about how somebody always had to die um uh, the main uh, miguel and how you know uh we will see but it was like well damn dog are you 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 the villain like he was just so dark uh and just so mean he was like almost the opposite of like every other spider-man Mm-hmm. you know type of thing so it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see what happens and if they have to end up fighting him because he was wilding i don't feel like that's really the opposite of what i was saying i think um i saying it was physically colorful and bright bright and vibrant but uh it did have dark storylines dark characters it's spider-man peter parker it's the whole the whole crux of spider-man is based on this like person that keeps keeps striving through immense darkness and uh unfortunate stuff happening to them that's really what the entire character Mm, is mm -hmm. and so um i i don't i think it it lines up with exactly what i was saying like sure it's colorful and the art is beautiful but it doesn't mean that there's not pathos in these characters and i would even say it was heartfelt um for my next one it was very heartfelt like i i didn't get close to crying or anything this time but the connections to loss to family to you know being a teenager who's misunderstood but trying their best um the you know how big the world feels the loneliness i felt like 
oh my god what a apt time for the theme of a movie to be about disconnection and loneliness especially within teenagers and stuff coming out as you know this this last three or four years mm-hmm. it just feels like you know the surgeon general said it was a national health crisis so for it to be a central theme a note of finding your people but then being disconnected from your people and the crux of all of this being that miles is an anomaly because the spider that bit him didn't come from his universe is so good it's such a good twist it's so and it makes him it makes the point of him being the ultimate outcast and the ultimate misfit this kid that we've been watching grow up and have fun and mature and stuff that all these elements of what it is to be spider-man is just colliding in once and i i just loved how heartfelt it was the conversation between him and his mom especially um was just so good um and i love how she became kind of the heart and soul of this film in the way that his father was in the first one um because i felt like you know she didn't get as much to do in the first film but this one it's like she was really like uh trying to pull him in and and get through to him so yeah very heartfelt even the stuff with gwen and her dad Mm -hmm. um who captain stacy dies in every other like iteration except for the gwen stacy spider moment or uh a version of the uh spider gwen uh version of the comics so Mm, i didn't know that yeah because in the peter parker version gwen dies her dad dies like that's right that's why she said in every other universe she ends up dying basically yeah she says i fall for you and that's literally she fell peter tried to save her on the bridge mm-hmm. and her neck snapped when he tried to grab her so like it's it like if she's a tip and that's why a lot of people love spider gwen because she's kind of justice and retconning a character that was really cool and dynamic but ultimately served as like her death helped propel this guy to become a hero and and became an arc in his story and not really hers and so it feels like justice for her that that she gets to be the hero in her world and peter is the one that dies in her world um and i love how quick they told that story the story economy here is great like they they were telling entire arcs of people's stories like in two three minutes five minutes mm-hmm. and then you were just caught up uh correct anything else for another thing for positive yes i love the fact that this movie rewarded you for watching any spider-man movie any spider-man cartoon if any spider-man comic it rewarded you because there would be times when they would go through things and they would have like cast from the movies like the real life movie holding a loved one that died they would have you know clips from like other stuff where uh hey you know my uncle bean had to die my 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 you know my captain so-and-so had to die and they would like pull up like movies and cartoons and things like that so it rewarded you mm-hmm. for actually watching these movies because because uh, if you hadn't watched them you were like well i guess but if you watched those movies like me and roger did you were like oh shit i remember that yeah read the comics played the video games and lost is a central node of all spider-man related characters all these heroes have a tragic loss at some point early in their spider-person career whether it be um you know uh um gwen losing peter peter losing gwen and uh uncle ben um all this stuff and miles is an interesting character because what i love about miles he didn't have that loss like in the ultimate spider-man stuff like that i think they kind of play toy with it like 
one time his mom almost got killed by venom but then like somehow she survived and i always dug that about miles because like i don't need to see a black kid lose their parents in a comic book you know just a just a mirror what you've done with peter um and i think that's what i what what drew me to miles as a character in the comics and why i keep reading it and why i love the video game and all that stuff but in the video game version they kill his dad who becomes like a police you know as a police officer so like if in this movie that's always hanging over the character will they or won't they kill off one of his parents and teach him this you know this thing through tragic loss but it feels like that's not a lesson you des- you necessarily need to impart on miles like it's a lesson that seemed to be imparted on um peter because he got so arrogant and cocky and stuff and then at some point it just became like the 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 writers were just like and now kill his next girlfriend now kill this person and so i'm glad that we've avoided that but i think it makes a great uh cliffhanger for part one because there's going to be a sequel to this mm-hmm. and this is part one of, of two parts it seems I, it makes a great cliffhanger for the next part is will his dad end up being this tragic loss for mouse right agreed and also uh something else that i liked i love the donald glover cameo slash t yes that, so came, good. that came out of nowhere and, and and he was basically locked up and they was yeah. like yeah we got these villains and he's sitting there i go the hell you come from and so i really enjoyed that Shout yeah we've been, we been waiting on that for a minute mm-hmm. like that's that's a huge thing we've been waiting on the in the in the mcu like when are we gonna get this dude being you know reprising this role and so it was cool to be the like see that that wasn't just forgotten about even if sony was the ones that had to do it now it's gonna confuse the shit out of the guys that start firestarter because yeah you know people like that that just are like i don't know what marvel movies count which ones yeah. don't blah blah blah. it's gonna confuse the shit out of them sony knows what they're doing with this shit but mm-hmm. it's gonna definitely confuse the hell out of people because people are gonna be like this ain't really an mcu movie wait a minute donald glover is from the spider-man mcu movie so i don't know but i did enjoy that cameo mm-hmm. um thought it was really fun um another thing i like was the world building the spider society and the way that they are like do they have that in the comics mm-hmm. okay. the way that they're like uh controlling uh, the multiverse and trying to like stop these anomalies and all this stuff um i really enjoyed the 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 way they did that and the way they reimagined the characters you know obviously Issa Rae um yes as a pregnant spider woman mm-hmm. you know like that like that was so cool um uh and just I I didn't see it coming mm-hmm. um to be honest I was like wait a minute what what is this uh she's pregnant like I feel like that's not even in the trailer or if it is mm-hmm. I must have missed it you didn't they didn't show it okay so uh yeah like but but she was cool Oscar Isaac was so good as Miguel O'Hara yes so good back to his ass off yeah um like just like every ca- oh daniel kaluuya as hobie yes stole the show perfect wouldn't he yes as like that spider punk the anarchist and that was such a great reimagining because like spider punk in the comics i believe was like white and so mm. you know this cool black punk rock dude like i love the way their minds think about just the way they do these characters and 
um even the ones they play for jokes like ben ben riley the tortured spider-man that you know is a clone and i love oh like, that was the one that was leaning on the wall and every time they said something to him like the world was gonna end yeah and that was played, <laughs> that was played by andy sandberg so he's like a very funny famous comedian and he was only you know he only had a few lines he killed it he stole the show because that, uh, that was hilarious spider-man india oh now i'm so not gonna funny. lie that dude stole the show yeah. uh because a some somebody like me did not see it coming and you know couldn't even i'm not gonna say couldn't imagine but you know just being quote-unquote americanized i was like oh it would make sense that you would have spider-man of of, of different ethnicities yes yeah, so like all that stuff the casting just down to every single character we could go through each one but i honestly it that all worked for me anything something else yes in addition to everything else the thing that i loved about it which is what i loved about the first one is the drawing like 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 actually like the physical drawing and they had like the drawings with like live action all meshed all mixed into one and it didn't skip a beat and you could just flow back and forth in and out with no uh problem and also i like the fact that i don't know if they did that cgi thing where they mapped their faces or what but the characters the cartoon characters emoted great like like so it's either it's the drawing slash and Mm. the people acting you know because there will be times where uh uh, Issa Rae's character Jessica will be uh talking to Gwen and like her facial expressions and shit like that I go oh okay y'all actually took the time yeah the art style and direction is just impeccable um and uh, another thing i would add for positive for me just the way they told the story the way they broke it up into two parts the way that it's constantly moving uh like the storytelling is as kinetic as the action you blink and you miss something uh like i needed to use the bathroom i just held it because i was like i feel like if i leave for four minutes i'm gonna come back and be like what the hell's going on because it's going so yes. fast and um and so, and it just keeps your attention the whole time so i love the pacing and the storytelling um let's go to your next thing i don't think i do okay. i mean the biggest one would be a deep rich story mm-hmm. um and out of uh, all the spider-mans i think this is one of the richest and deepest ones because the reason like i said the biggest reason why is that they told so many different stories in such a quick period of time yeah and the connections that each character had to other characters yes and so it, it just cool. meant so much to me and i love the deepness and the richness of the characters and also i love the fact that at the end um right before they you know basically it was like to be continued how they basically everybody that miles had basically all the spider-man that he had befriended in the first one are basically like let's go save him yeah spider gwen definitely has a type too you know two two black dudes but um she does have a haircut um (laughs) i was gonna say for my last thing the twist at the end i figured it out as it was happening literally on the screen because i was getting confused and um not saying i'm like a genius or anything but whenever i start figuring out story beats as they're happening and i'm right i feel like that's the mark of a good story like Mm. i wasn't like way ahead of it where like i knew 10 15 minutes before the story ended like okay i see what they're doing it was literally as it was happening i was like i was like wait a minute he 
if gwen is at his apartment and she's in his room and there and he's not in there and he's talking to his mom i was just putting it together like oh no he didn't go back to his universe he went to the universe where the spider that bit him was from and in that universe his dad is dead and in that universe he's probably alive and when his uncle aaron comes in and miles hugs him i'm like oh no that means uncle aaron and miles are working together in this universe possibly like Mm, miles still somehow got his powers but it's you know or maybe he didn't even get bitten by the spider but this universe don't have a spider-man right we know that because that because that spider ended up biting miles in his universe so like it was okay so like i was putting it together in my head and they were telling it so perfectly like literally i was like 10 seconds ahead of the plot where i was like wait a minute and 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 it was just dawning on me oh and like the whole last five minutes in that universe are all things that just dawned on me where i was like wait a minute and that would mean this and then it starts playing out a little bit more i'm like wait and that would mean this you know and i'm very interested in when we come back next to the sequel how will they occupy that world because if you listen to the tv in the background they're talking about the sinister six meaning this universe they you know they never really had anyone to stop that sinister six and 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 all right so So, they actually took over right so like will the spider people that are coming to save miles will they show up and they end up having to fight save that universe and then try to get back to miles's universe to save his dad and all this stuff and i i can't wait i'm so intrigued i if they were showing part two tomorrow i'd just be at the theater part for part two tomorrow because it's that fucking good i'm that excited yeah and i'm not even gonna lie y'all when it ended because it was several times i thought i I thought well i guess they're gonna end it here i guess they're gonna end it here and they kept going so i was like oh so i guess we ain't here for another hour like i had decided we were in here for another hour with some change i was like oh y'all gonna tell the whole story let's go you know and then they stopped I was like oh, okay this is where you end it you know what i'm type of thing almost like a to be continued but i'm like you if they would have been like fuck it let's do marvel three hours i'd have said my ass that a whole three hours um what do you have if anything negative for the for the movie Mm-mm-mm. oh something else i was gonna say the positive oh. i love the runtime and maybe because it was so much happening and so much stuff popping on the screen i don't know how long it was it felt like but it uh, didn't feel long at all i remember going into this and seeing it was over two hours yeah two hours and 20 minutes so it's pretty good runtime now the good thing is you can skip the credits i mean not if you're looking for an extra bonus thing you can skip the credits mm-hmm. if you just want to see the people who made it and give them their props i you know I understand, stay, but, right. but yeah it was so like it's not like a marvel runtime where like it's the full runtime because you got to stay mm-hmm. um but yeah uh so uh, yeah anything negative Mm-mm. no only one thing it's kind of a tiny thing for me would it be in so many characters um i don't think we got enough time with amanda stanberg's margot Kess uh character i think she went by spider bite she was the one that was like virtual reality in their world or whatever mm-hmm. um i wanted to see spend a little more time with her and they probably just didn't have the, the, the time right because like you know hobie i felt like we got so much of hobie that he was so cool and you just wanted more of him yes, and and like when he showed up in that crew of people that was gonna come save miles at the end you were like that makes sense like him even being the one that like 
be like fuck this system that they're creating it all of his character made so much sense yeah and what was hilarious about him is the he was the one that was kind of encouraging miles when miles was like fuck this he was like yeah yeah and he was like this don't make sense he was like go get him (laughs) yeah and the thing with amanda stanberg's character is that she ultimately doesn't stop him from returning using that machine and i felt like we needed like two or three minutes of them interacting to give us an actual real like oh that's why she did it because she didn't really know that much about him they had like a brief hey bye situation and then she she ends up basically throwing the whole universe into chaos because she was like yeah he he was nice to me or whatever and i was like oh we could have used like that almost makes more sense if hobie was the one to do it like you need like as a character or gwen or the other peter like there were other characters that they built up and then the other thing i'll say and i'm not once again these are very tiny things but um the original crew from the first movie doesn't really get a lot of time here like noir Mm -hmm. spider-man um the mech spider one spider mech they kind of show up at the end like yeah and so maybe they'll get more time in the second half i think they will but in the first half they kind of like were absent until it was time for them to show up and help so uh but yeah other than that you know i really don't have much to yeah say. and also and maybe because it worked for me and i don't want to say push back but i i do understand your critique but i think it was more of her looking at mouse and just seeing his face like oh he's for real right but this. we have to assume that that's because true. they yeah, didn't you have show to us that agreed okay. so i feel like even like two or three minutes of dialogue between the two of them or you know something, something about her backstory something interaction yeah, yeah. okay so you I know agree. even if she's just like i didn't want that and we may get that next movie but if she's like because it feels like she just threw everything away on a whim because you know a cute boy smiled at her and i'm like i don't know there's probably more to it than that but they either had to cut it out or yeah they're gonna you, put it in the next film yeah, they had something there and they just opted not yeah because i could you know maybe she likes them i don't you know yeah, it could be I, romantic i don't know i could tell that but they didn't emphasize on that enough for me to pick up on it right, right. Mm-hmm. um all right it's rated zero to five. Oh, this was five this is a great movie i had a ball it was enjoyable um if you have small children you can actually take them to go see it uh i don't know about too small because it does get kind of a little darker uh than the first one but you know overall most children will enjoy it i also give it a five um you know i i I, for me it was just perfect i i honestly love this film and i think being the kind of nerd of comics and stuff that i am it just i did know a lot of the stuff a lot of the things resonated with me a lot of easter eggs i was picking up on and uh yeah just i i I just loved it i just loved it um all right let's get to i believe we had one comment on sisu uh it was from sailor agony says we killing nazis that's my shit sisu was probably a little overrated for his own good but i'm a willing sucker to see a one-man killing machine kill so many fragile people because he's the mean motherfucker you don't want to fuck with it's short gives me what i want and it delivers we even got women killing nazis if anything i wanted more of that shit's a good time well thank you everybody thank you sailor agony appreciate y'all listening hope y'all enjoyed our review and uh yeah we'll see you uh next time we go to the movies and do a review until then
Peace. Peace.